Meet the Virologists, a podcast about the people behind today's virology headlines, people working to understand viruses and how they affect you. We are talking with students, postdocs, and other virologists so that you can learn who they are and what they do. I am Larissa Thackray, and I'm hosting this podcast from America's Heartland in St. Louis, Missouri. On June 3rd, 2022, we talked with Ashish Srivastava, a faculty member at Amity Institute of Virology and Immunology in India. His lab develops highly sensitive CRISPR-Cas-based detection methods for known plant viruses, such as bagamoviruses and potyviruses. He is currently learning how to analyze data from nanopore sequencing to identify plant viruses and hopes to bring this technique back to his lab in India in order to identify novel plant viruses affecting crops. Thank you for talking with us today. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, hi, I'm Dr. Ashish Srivastava. Uh, by passion, I'm a scientist, but by profession, uh, I'm a faculty at Amity Institute of Virology and, uh, and in, uh, Immunology at Amity University, India. And uh, presently, uh, I just came as uh, to learn some techniques and more research, I came to uh, University of Arkansas at Fayetteville uh, under Professor Yanis Zanetikas. Great. And can you tell us sort of the path that you followed in your education? Like, how did you get to sort of through undergrad? How did you first become interested in science? Things like that. Okay, so uh, actually, uh, I belong to a very small town in India. Uh, it's a Lalitpur. Uh, so my initial education was going through that place. Uh, my father was an administrative officer and my mother was a teacher. So I always having the interest in both the jobs. So initial schooling has been uh, done from that place. Uh, but because that town is very small and do not having the place for higher education. So uh, I just planned for some examinations. I qualified that and joined Ras Santokroji Maharaj uh, Nagpur University for my master's in biotechnology. So the biotechnology is a very broad subject and it is having many aspects to learn microbiology, medical microbiology, biostats, biochemistry, molecular biology, and many more. So it gives a great opportunity to learn and understand all the subjects and make your preferences. For master project, uh, I joined uh, Dr. Eski Rath's lab at uh, National Botanical Research Institute, Lucknow, and that helped me to make my mind uh, for plant virology research. So after qualification of CSR national eligibility test in India, I preferred to join his lab and uh, completed my PhD from there. Uh, I and this, uh, I just learned several techniques uh, like scanning electron microscope, transmission electron microscope to study the virus and the host symptoms and the PCR ELISA techniques for the detections and several bioinformatics techniques. Uh, after finishing of my PhD, uh, I just planned for the postdocs. I got a few fellowships to work in India also and for outside. Uh, but uh, I prefer to join the University of Edinburgh uh, at UK. And uh, I just changed my subject uh, to mycology 
because at that time I was having some unstability in my mind, uh, which uh, route should I choose? So I chosen the uh, the mycology uh, field, and I worked with Professor Gary Locke. Uh, but later on, I realized that I'm having more interest in the plant virology. So uh, I just moved back to India and joined MIT University as a faculty. Uh, in this time, I received three research grants uh, to establish my own lab. So with the help of our head, Professor Narayanishi, and uh, the support of my three, uh, three more faculties, the Dr. Vanita, Dr. Nandlal, and Dr. Sanidhir, who's who got the research projects at the same time. So we together made a lab, established a lab uh, at MIT University and uh, hired our PhD students, trained them. And now we are having a good facility at there. And uh, post-COVID, uh, I feel that I should also learn some more techniques to uh, bring in our, uh, in our lab. So I moved uh, to US uh, at the University of Arkansas to learn more about that. So can you tell us a little bit about the plant virology that you have been doing in your lab? Uh, sort of what's the bigger picture? And then maybe what are some of the uh, techniques that you use to study that particular virus or that area? Uh, so I just would like to start from my beginning. Mm -hmm. So because uh, I'm working in plant virology from my master's, the, our basic work was to characterize uh, or identify the viruses uh, present in the crops in India. Because in India, having the major issues of begum viruses and potiviruses in the crops. So uh, I just started to learn the techniques uh, for detection, initial detection, and then the complete genome characterization. So uh, for BIGMO viruses, I identified uh, three new species of the virus infecting Jetropha, uh, the Jetropha leaf uh, mosaic, Tenyakhat virus, Jetropha mosaic Lucknow virus. After that, uh, because uh, I'm also working on the potiviruses, so uh, I also learned the techniques to characterize the RNA viruses. Beyond the identification of new species, I was also working for identification of novel host for the viruses. I worked to find the viruses from opium poppy, amaranth, moonbeam, jetropha. So many crops I have used for that purpose. So after finishing of my PhD, at that time, there was a technique emerging named uh, the CRISPR-Cas. So I focused on that work. So when I back to India, I write the research grants and receive three projects on that aspect in the next three years. I established uh, the CRISPR-Cas technique for the identification of BIGMO virus in the lab. And uh, we proved that this technique is more sensitive than the PCR. Later on, I, I also received a major grant for utilization of CRISPR-Cas technique uh, to deliver in the plants using the virus genome. So in this project, we are trying to clone the whole CRISPR-Cas cassette in the genome of virus and trying to deliver in the plants. So we were uh, having good results with that, but actually our, process, our work has been affected by the COVID. So yeah, definitely we are having, uh, we are behind the time to deliver the goals, but uh, I hope uh, by the end of this year, I will having better results that could be published. And this is the idea of sort of almost like using the CRISPR-Cas as a way to do gene therapy in plants. Is that the idea? Yes. 
so the same thing that has been happy uh, that has been uh, done uh, with the humans using the AAV vectors. Okay, so could you talk a little bit more about that? So I think a lot of people, and myself included, have heard about sort of using CRISPR-Cas or gene therapy in the context of human disease, but they may be less familiar with the whole idea in uh, trying to combat sort of pathogens of plants. So could you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so uh, the project that I'm handling currently is uh, deals with the use of virus genome. Uh, for the CRISPR-Cas because the making of transgenic in the lab is actually time taking even if you are working in the lab host which is having very small lifespan. So my idea is suppose uh, if you feel that some particular gene helps, uh, the, just the, a particular gene is helping uh, to support the virus life. So if you are able to target that gene with the help of a CRISPR-Cas system, you can actually will be able to study the role of that gene in very less time. So that is that was the overall idea to utilize the plant genome uh, for delivering of the Cas9 in transient way. And would it be able to be used also though as a therapeutic? So if you have crops that are being affected by this particular virus, could you use it then as a way to try and uh, minimize the um, effect of that virus on the plant yield or something like that? Ultimately, viruses actually hamper the yield of the plant. And uh, at the moment, uh, our the recent project that we are uh, doing in our lab is to develop uh, the CRISPR-Cas13 technique uh, to induce the resistance against the plant RNA viruses. Uh, this technique is at present, uh, we are performing in Nicotiana benthamina plant. So we have designed some constructs and uh, established that uh, uh, expression of Cas13 protein. Uh, so we are now we are having the Cas13. We have designed the uh, guide RNAs uh, that, and we are presently we are utilizing them to target the RNA viruses uh, in vitro. Uh, but later on, when we will be sub, uh, successful in that, and we find the suitable RNA uh, CRISPR RNAs for to target that region, we will translate the whole system in first in the lab host and later on in the main host. So this is our plan for the future. Um, and then can you tell us a little bit then about this work that you're now doing in the US to sort of add to your, um, it sounds like repertoire of skill. <laughs> so in US because uh, I was not having much experience with the high throughput sequencing techniques. So I joined this lab and here uh, I got opportunity to learn more about uh, a technique Minayan uh, of Oxford uh, nanopore technique technologies. So uh, this is a very small device that you can you can put in your pocket and just uh, just insert in your normal laptop and uh, analyze the data. So here, what we are doing, we just uh, took a infected plant, extract a whole nucleic acid, and uh, after uh, all the processes, we just put it in the device and we are able to identify the unknown viruses residing in that. So this technique is really very good for me and I'm still learning the analysis of the data, uh, how we will perform, how what, uh, we are still trying to uh, analyze the data to find the more and more viruses which cannot be detected through PCR. Great. And can you describe or talk a little bit more about nanopore? So people have been talking about this for years and that, you know, it's cheaper potentially. Um, it has 
I believe it's like generates longer reads, you know, so that there's, you know, more information that you can get. Can you talk a little bit about how Nanopore is beneficial maybe in resource poor areas or in, um, in, in other ways compared to sort of the more traditional next gen sequencing that people have been doing? So if you will talk about the perennial crops, uh, they do have the viruses for years, but we could not identify. And if you are planning to do so, you would have to go for the next generation sequencing, which is actually the costly for us also. And also it takes time. So at least, uh, yeah, the technique is really good. Uh, but if you will talk about for virologists per perspectives, uh, we do, our major objective is to find what are the viruses present in that crop. Uh, this technique is really help us to identify, even if you are getting a very small transcripts of the virus, you will have an idea that it is present in that and you can just uh, design your primers and uh, try to pull out the whole genome from that. So it is really helpful for us. Great. And um... I'm not as familiar, honestly, with sort of the diversity of plant viruses. So we do some studies with sort of um, collaborators that study the mammalian virome, as it were. Um, can you tell us a little bit about sort of the virome of plants? How diverse is it? How complex is it? Um, so uh, plant virome is really very diverse. Uh, if you will talk about uh, perennial plants, they do have several viruses and uh, surprisingly there are many viruses that uh, actually cannot uh, cause any symptoms but later on if they get a supportive virus they both just uh, put together their proteins together try to suppress the immunity of virus and infects it well so uh, there is no limit many viruses can be present uh, on a plant it can be transmitted through the uh, through the vectors, it can be transmitted uh, from plants to next generations. So the virus is uh, there. There can be many plants which looks asymptomatic, but they contain a good amount of viruses in them. And is there in plants the idea that some viruses are actually beneficial? So in like mammalian hosts, you always talk about sometimes there's benefit and to some viruses, especially asymptomatic viruses, that they may be priming, you know, immunity or something like that. Is there some thought that that might be happening in plants too? I don't think so, uh, uh, that viruses are beneficial for the plants. Yeah, sometimes if they are uh, suppressed, they can help in boosting the immunity by, uh, uh, by providing some siRNA resistance, uh, the siRNA based resistance in the plants, but most of the time, plant viruses are not beneficial for the plants. What are your plans next then? What is sort of like your, um, you know, short-term, mid-term goals um, going forward? So uh, my plan is uh, to explore more uh, the technology CRISPR uh, CRISPR-Cas. Uh, I am still working hard to develop the resistance in the plants using this technique and also i'm trying to uh, develop novel uh, methods to uh, detect the uh, viruses using this technique a uh, recent paper i published in general of virological method methods where i tried to explain whether if we are not having uh, 
the probes to detect the virus, how we can utilize the alternative dyes to detect the viruses. So uh, my research will, will be based on the CRISPR-Cas technology. And also uh, my major target will always be to detect the new viruses residing in the field and uh, characterization and development of their infectious clones to prove whether they are uh, having major uh, impact on the crop or not. Um, and are you planning to go back to India to sort of pursue this this work or what's what are your plans? Yeah, so I'm always having plan uh, to go back to India because I'm having two PhD students under my uh, supervision who is completing their work. And uh, also I'm having a faculty position and I have established a lab. So definitely I would like to be uh, like to back to India uh, after learning all these techniques and will establish everything there. Great, great. And um, are you presenting to uh, this work at ASV this year or no? So I'm having planning uh, to demonstrate a whole of my research journey, which is based on the BIGMO virus detection, characterization, and utilization of CRISPR-Cas technology for their diagnostics. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, talking with us today, and we look forward to hearing more about your work. Thank you so much. This has been Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host, Larissa Thackeray, and thanks for listening. You can find us on Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast providers, or at lmtv.podbean.com.